everyone, and welcome back to the What Have You Been Up To podcast. On today's episode, I'll be speaking with Soraya, someone I've known for a very long time, but have just recently had the pleasure of knowing on a deeper level. We'll be talking about Soraya's amazing work in setting up a scholarship, hot takes on relationships, and a little bit of a surprise about our friendship. Thanks for listening in. All right. Hey, Mac. What's up, Soraya? How you doing, cuz? Good. What's going on? I'm so excited to be here. Yeah? Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're one of the first people I told about this podcast. I know. And honestly, when you first told me about it, I was like, first of all, this is the most incredible thing I've ever heard because a podcast is one of the most creative outlets you can have, especially in this day and age. Second of all, you are one of the most thoughtful, conversational people I know. So this is literally something that you were born to do. And I'm so honored and thrilled to be one of your first guests. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate that. That's, that's very nice of you. And I was really excited to have you on early on. Um, I feel like more recently, we've probably gotten closer. Yeah. Um, I would say in the last year or so. Um, and I don't know what it was. Uh, I think that we, we've known each other forever. I mean, do you remember how we met? We literally met like 14 or 15 years yeah. ago. Um, you were sitting behind me in Spanish class. <laughs> Spanish too. <laughs> I, yeah. It's funny because I actually don't remember anything about that class. I don't remember the teacher. I don't remember if it was a guy or a girl. No idea. You remember it was Spanish too. I don't even remember that. I think I was a freshman. You were a junior. Yep. And all I remember is that you were sitting directly behind me. I remember where my desk was. And you just had like this really full of life personality. <laughs> and like you were, you were one of the only juniors in the class, I think. And yeah, it was, I like, was dumb. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was a lot of freshmen. And um, I was lucky enough to be sitting in front of you. And I was like this really shy little freshman. And yeah. honestly, you're one of the only friends I have today who knew me back from high school. I was such a different person in high school. And I, you are not allowed to ever speak about who I was <laughs> in high school. But, like, it's funny because you saw a different side of me. I was, like, this really shy, like, um, I, I was just really shy in that class. I didn't really know anyone in there. And so I thought it was really funny when you would just, like, tap me and, like, be, like, what was, what did you yeah. say for this answer? Uh, and I would, like, I was, like, oh, my God, there's a big scary junior is asking me. Let me give him the answers. <laughs> and I just learned how freaking goofy you were in that class. I have a different perspective on it. That's what's funny. Is, yeah, what um, do you remember? Well, I remember it. I remember it being the only junior in there uh-huh. because I had to take another <laughs> language yeah. class. And I was, like, got to do it now. Yeah. Um, had no idea what I was doing. I got placed in that class. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, it was honor Spanish too, by the way. So oh, sick! Little, no way. Yeah, okay, barely cool. passed, but you know. Nice. Um, I didn't know I was in an honor Spanish. I didn't class, think you were shy. I mean, like that makes sense. I guess. <laughs> I guess that like makes sense. You know. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, how did you remember meeting me? Yeah, I mean, I I just knew that you were sitting in front of me. Um, I think I knew you were Willie's little sister. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because you were my brother, my older brother's graduating yeah, class. Exactly. And I was just like, yeah, I need these answers. Now. Yeah, this girl looks I, smart. No, I did not. have, you did, and you are. You are one Thanks. of the I think I had, gla- I think I was wearing glasses in high school. Probably. I, I don't think we, we probably weren't at our peak yet. No, I definitely was not. I, I was something else, but I definitely had glasses in high school. Um, but man, that was a fun class. Yeah, I just remember you were the goofiest person, and I thought you were hilarious. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't, I don't even remember like being that goofy. But I was a little different in high school. I think that I was more, um, definitely more a little out there. Yeah. But yeah, you get older and stuff yeah, like for that. sure. You grow I'm still out. pretty fucking goofy, you know. Oh, 100. Um, 
But yeah, I haven't changed much, I guess. But I definitely had a um, larger than life personality. You back did, then. you did, and I mean, I don't think by any means we were like super close in high school, but yeah. we we were definitely friends in the class. Yeah, for sure. And I would say hello to you in the hallways when I would yeah. see you, and I felt like I was cool because I, I had a junior friend. I you, was a freshman cool. with a junior <laughs> friend, and it's I remember you knew, it's because you knew me. Yeah, and I feel like you had like you had a decent like presence in high school well you know that's something i talked about um recently with trey who was on who was actually my first guest he took your first guest yeah i was supposed uh, to be i'm just yeah. kidding yeah. <laughs> um i feel like i knew everybody but nobody yeah. at the same time yeah, yeah and it was pretty interesting so it's crazy though that the first two people i'm talking to are people that date back to my high school years which yeah. is like i mean dude it says something that it we really could does. span a relationship over a lifetime, whether it's ups and downs. You or, are the or longest friendship I have. That's crazy. For sure. You are the about. longest friendship I have. And back to what you originally said that kind of like started this topic is like we just recently became super close. And it's funny because I'm really close with May, yeah. your wife. Um, and she and I met years ago when we were in college. Right. And it was like, it's just, it just so happened. It's such a small world that you guys met independently on your own. And then here she is introducing me to this, you know, man she's about to marry who I'm like, oh me. my God, it's freaking <laughs> Mac from high school. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And it, we just went way back and had all these memories. And, um, but in the last, like I've known you really well for the last several years, but this past year specifically, I think, yeah. and I think a lot of the reason we got so close is because of the effort you put into the people you care about. Yeah. Because I'm not really good at maintaining friendships or relationships, but you're like, there's a reason that you have so many people in your life who you keep up with so often. And I always say, and even like when I meet your friends for the first time, every single time I'm here, I'm meeting like 10 people for the first time. And it's always this conversation of, so how did you meet May and Matt? Right. And every story is so unique. And every story is like so like crazy. And it's like, we met them in Paris. And now we're like, we're somehow neighbors in Chicago. Right. And it's like, whoa. No, it's cool. But it's because of the effort that you put into it. And every single time I meet someone, we all say the same thing. Like, man, these people, they really care about their friends and you can feel it. And that's why we all are so close and um, so open to like fostering this friendship in the way that we do. So that's really uh, credence to you. That means a lot, like more than you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it's, uh, it's difficult to do, but you do it so well. Yeah, and it's it means a lot, especially right now where I kind of like am trying to refigure out who I am. And um, I think I've tried to recapture that, like that, that, compassion towards people yeah. and just like listening more or just the energy and, to have towards like building these relationships right and um it's difficult because i talk to me a lot about um expending energy where it doesn't need to be expended and it's like well is that even fair to say like how can you even say that somebody doesn't deserve your energy yeah. but you know life has their ups and downs and like for you to say that just means a lot to me because like one i didn't think we we're gonna get into this topic as early as we are um, Listen, we get deep when we talk. <laughs> we get deep right well, away. Well, actually, I haven't hit you with the what have you been up to. Ah. So I feel like maybe we should start there. Yeah, sure. So, so Soraya, what have you been up to? Well, it's funny because whenever I hear this question, I always pause and I'm like, literally nothing. Um, but Which is so not true. Yeah. I mean, like, the, I guess the biggest thing recently was... Um, the scholarship we got to award for my grandmother, which was really cool. Yes, let's fucking talk about that. Wasn't that awesome? That is some baller ass shit, That's man. That's like really the biggest thing. This is thing going that... to this like 
this 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 topic that you're about to touch mm-hmm. on is going to open so many things I want to just tell you, and I'm so happy we get to sit here and talk about oh, it. So nice. please so, expand on that. Yeah. So um, I guess I'll, I'll give a little bit of background to anyone who's listening, audio listeners, <laughs> if you don't know. Um, so my grandmother lived with my family and I in Chicago in our suburban home for like 15 years. Um, and her name is also Sodaya, so she was my namesake. Um, and for the last probably five, I mean, this woman was crazy. Like, May has met her. I don't yeah. know if you've ever met her, but she- I've seen videos. You prob- you, I'm sure you've seen videos. I've they seen are plenty. endless, and yeah. they are ridiculous. And if you just think, like, God bless her soul, if you think of, like, the sweetest grandmother, like, sweet little old lady, think the opposite. And this is, this is what you have for my grandmother. And she was, like, this force of nature and really abrasive and aggressive, but, like, really loving in how she delivered it. Um, and so- she was just like the funniest human being and she really was a best friend to me and my brothers. And she was in our life during like some of the most, um, like dim, like not some of the most important years of our lives. Like throughout high school, she was who we would come home to and she would have dinner ready at like 9 a.m. for us. And it was like the funniest thing. But um, the last five years of her life, she really got like, it really impacted her in a terrible way. She had super advanced Alzheimer's. She's had like four strokes in her life, uh, a heart attack. She's like really been through a lot. And in the last years of her life, she lost like every sense of who she was, where she was living, um, what her name was, how old she was, her daughter's names, her own name, everything. And so she ended up passing away in August, 2019. And one thing that she always like held on to, and the one thing that she never lost in the progression of her disease was this dream that she never got to go to school. So she passed away without the ability to read, without the ability to write. So last December, I had this dream, like I dream every single night, by the way. Yeah, you told me. I dream every single night and I remember all of my dreams. I don't write them down, I just remember them. I have dreams that I remember from 13 years ago that I still think about and like that was a dream. Have you looked into that? No, I haven't. I, you know, I should- Just don't, Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, I should donate my brain to science. There's a lot (laughs) they could do with it, but. but like I, so I had this dream last December and she basically appeared to me and she was already passed away. And she was like, Soraya, look at me. Like I can walk, I can talk, look at how good I look. But you know what? I left one thing behind that I forgot. I need you to send it to me so I can have it. I was like, what is it? What did you forget? And she said, alamati, which in Arabic is like my grades or my diploma. Um, and I was like, okay, that's really interesting because she never got any of this and she always really wanted it. So I did some research and I was like, what if we do like a scholarship or something for her, something small, uh, that can help other girls who were one time in her shoes. And so I found the Sullivan high school, um, website and articles about this Chicago public school in Rogers park that does such incredible work for refugee populations in Chicago. And, um, long story short, months and months later, we got to set up a scholarship interview a bunch of young women who are refugees who recently came to Chicago in the last like three, four, five years and graduating this year. And the scholarship originally was supposed to be for one graduating senior. Um, So, you know, I selected one student, but there were so many other great ones that I met and I was like, oh, like why can't we help them all, you know? Um, And so I reached out to Louis Vuitton, who I continue to work very, very part-time with as a sales advisor. And I told them about the initiative and they were like, you know what, like this is something we wanna be a part of. And so they were able to match some of my donation and we were able to award two scholarships for the first year ever. Um, So yeah, yesterday we had our ceremony and two really incredible girls 
are going to college next year. And just a small part of what we were able, it's not a lot, but what we were able to do is at least to help them kickstart this next journey in their lives. And it was all in grandma's memory and they were so emotional and so grateful. And, uh, you know, it feels good to be able to do this for grandma. That is one of yeah, it was awesome, man. And it's named after your grandma. Yeah, it's a Suraya Saadat Memorial Scholarship. And it's fun because you, I don't, you probably saw the videos, but um, when we were doing the award ceremony, they were like, by the way, Suraya, you told us about this dream that you had and how your grandma always wanted a diploma. And so we're really proud to award her with a Chicago Public High School diploma. Yeah. And so now, yeah, and now grandma's literally, ha she has a GED, like she's a GED graduate from heaven. It's amazing. That is so cool. <laughs> It really um, is. I saw the diploma. I was going to bring that up. I mean, first of all, you for you to, you know, take a literal dream yeah. and, and, like, do something with I it know. is fucking crazy. I, know. I don't even play lottery numbers that I dream about. Like, <laughs> uh, Let me see those numbers. I know. I, I'm like, I should start playing these numbers yeah. for real. No, but, dude, like, for you to see a dream and, like, do something with it. I can't, and, like, you must be still on a high from yesterday. It like, honestly was such a cool day, and um, these girls are so special. I mean, they come from really, really difficult backgrounds, and even when I was interviewing them, I didn't expect to cry, but we did. We sat in a room, and we cried together. I mean, uh, you're just an incredible person for doing that. You're awesome. You know what I mean? Seriously, and, like, <clears throat> takes, like, it doesn't take a lot to do something good. Right. Um, say something nice to somebody. Yeah, or for sure. Open the door for somebody. 100%. Like, this is above and beyond stuff. This is this is stuff that people talk about and don't do. Yeah. So, you know, take some time to really, like, understand what you did right now because that's, that's really incredible. Um, and I knew just through May and, and the times you guys would talk what your grandma meant to you and, yeah. like, you literally just made a direct impact on her behalf. Like, yeah. I mean, that was like my girl like that. Yeah. Not even my grandma. Like I can't even call her my grandma. No, that was, was a different relationship. That was a there. different relationship. Like, and I didn't even know it that much. And I know that, you know, it's so crazy to think about what that bond really was because, um, like she didn't know anyone. She, when she was passing away, she had no idea where she was, who was around, what her name was the last year of her life. No idea. But she always knew the name Soraya. And I like I, it could be because that's her name and like she just knew it means something. We got lucky. But like anyone, yeah, anyone around <laughs> her. Beautiful. Yeah, anyone around her, like my mom would be like, Who am I? And she'd be like, You're Soraya. And like my brother, who are who am I? You're Soraya. Like, <laughs> dude, she literally went from my grandmother. Like at one point we had no idea. Like we had never had a conversation with her. She was just in the background while we would talk to my grandpa. Like that's the relationship that we used to have with her. And then he passed away and she moved in with us. And that was And then she became like we found out she has a personality. Yeah. And not just a personality, like a really raunchy, dirty, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. really dirty, angry, mean, <laughs> hilarious one. Yeah. Um, and so she became our best friend. And then at one point my sister, and then she became my daughter daughter, my patient. She became, like, there were so many levels that she progressed, and um, she was just literally the most, it was the most incredible time uh, of our lives, but. Well, I'm glad that you got to spend the time you did with her, and, and I'm, I'm really sorry for the loss, you know. Yeah, no, I appreciate life, it. It was honestly such the best years of our lives, and yeah. um, you've seen the videos. You know what yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. So no, many absolutely. fun memories. <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, she got to be a part of that for you, and now you're doing stuff with it and it's just incredible and I think it's a testament to, to who you are and 
Yeah, um, I appreciate that. The type of person you become. So, man. Um, like life is tough. You it know? really is. And you got to see that. Like, with I mean, I saw my grandpa. Um, he passed away from COVID. Yeah. It's not the same. It wasn't the same, like grueling. No, but that was a really, really important relationship. Yeah, and huge. Like, I, I just, yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. Yeah, there's loss is never loss will never be easy. Um, grief is one of the worst feelings in the world, but it's like the memories that you hold on to someone like your grandpa had a huge impact on your life even far before you can even remember. Oh, yeah. Like, I, mean, I know I know what that relationship yeah, was for exactly. you. Exactly. And yeah. so, like, he had a lasting impact here when before his departure, yeah. just like my grandma did for me. So, exactly. like, the loss is inevitable, but it's the memories that really, like, that. that's what's driving the rest of what you do. You're a force here now because yeah. of what that relationship meant us, to you. It made us who we are. 100%. For sure. 100%. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm still stuck on like what you've done. It's it's just incredible, and those girls are are gonna do great things. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. excited to hear, and I hope you stay connected with them. One hundred percent. Yeah, I was already thinking like I can't wait for next year. Like, yeah. I'm more than happy to to get involved any way I can, and and that we would can be get awesome. A team going. I, I mean, know. I was I, thinking. I was I like, we should continue. Not. Like, we should continue to grow this because there are so many girls that I met, and I, and guys too. You know, there's so many students out there that. They just, they are a product of their circumstance right. and it's not fair. It's not fair. And if any, like any of us can do a small thing, like such a small thing, like this scholarship, this is the first year we did it and we were able to already grow it with one of the biggest conglomerates in the world Incredible. contributing to it. Imagine what you can do in the next year. I was just thinking, I was like, you know, I met the founder of the Chicago Refugee Coalition yesterday at the event and he was, he invited me to an event that they're doing in June. And honestly, you should come with me. It would I'm be, in. it would be so fun, but like to network with these people and figure out how we can contribute to the bigger picture. Um, and even just connect them with other people. Like, okay, I can't help you with this area, but I know someone who can. Uh, and I have a huge network right. thanks to like just you and I both, thanks to our work, we have huge oh, networks yeah. we can connect people to. You know someone everywhere. Yeah, so, we can, we can do, we can take this to the next level. My, my job um, matches donations. Exactly. Like, Why don't we take advantage of these big corporations who are saying they'll do the work, yeah. but then they're challenging us not to. No, no. Let's I, do it. I will take your word for it. Yeah. Louis Vuitton, you say you will match. Step up, up to it. And yep. they certainly did, and they do, and it's the greatest company in the world. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to continue to grow this. So, yeah, bigger and better next year, I and we'll get more people involved, hopefully. It'll be awesome. Isn't it crazy to think about, <clears throat> like, how privileged we grew up? Yeah, we really did. I mean, you think, you're talking about a girl who just has her brother here. Um, and, <laughs> like, I, I don't think I've ever lived by myself. No. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, to be a 17-year-old girl living in the city and trying to go to school, and I yeah. mean, it was just kind of second nature to us, like, you're going to go to undergrad, and you're going to get a higher degree you if you want, and... You have a plan, yeah. and there, the obstacles will be small. They're um, there, but... Yeah, they will be small, though, small enough for you to jump over, yeah. because you're going to have the support of so many people who love you. These girls, like, th their stories were so touching, and even I felt like, wow, I'm not doing enough, like... This is not this is not even going to make a dent, but I'm so glad to have met them because now I know honestly what what an like just what it means to be and to have what we have. Right. And, and to have grown up the way we did. It's a great perspective to have and if you feel like you haven't done enough, like again, I challenge you to to take the time to really like 
understand what you've just fulfilled and um grow from it too you know yeah. you can use that uh, i don't think i've done enough to to, to do, do more yeah. you know there's nothing wrong with that but you know, you've done a great deal it's already. funny because um thinking about like how we grew up i was thinking this morning honestly just about like how i was raised and how i grew up and like you know i saw some like really wild things when i was little just based on like you know, my dad owned a liquor store in right. Chinatown, Chicago yeah. on 22nd and Archer where me and my brother spent probably 80% of our childhood. Like I have seen some wild things growing up at the liquor store in Chinatown, Chicago. And I used to have friends that like, I didn't realize at the time, like the girls that I would play with every summer, like there would be new, new girls that came from China every summer that you know, would stay at the with the family upstairs, yeah. who I didn't know at the time, but the family upstairs were the triads. They were literally like the Chinese triads of Chicago, and one of them at least. Yeah. There's like different groups, um, and so I used to always look up the stairs, like next to the liquor store, and think like waiting for the girls to come down. And every summer it would be two new girls that would come out, and they never spoke a word of English. I never spoke a word of Mandarin or whatever the yeah. dialect that they spoke. But we always played, and it was like little pigtail Soraya yeah. playing with these little girls. And then they would disappear after the summer, and I would think like, man, like I wonder who I'm gonna meet next year. And now that I'm older, I'm thinking back. I'm like, those girls were being trafficked. That's insane. Like I had no idea I was playing with these girls, and like. Maybe my family knew, but like obviously you don't mess with the triads, yeah. dude. Like you mind your business. That's how you survive in Twenty Second and Archer. But dude. But I was just thinking, like, so many people that you meet in your life, you have no idea what their circumstances are, and even like that way that I was raised, like around guns, around drugs, around cartels, around um, police, around shootings, around like all of these things. But I had such a good, happy, like humble, Home. and really privileged like childhood and I was around so many people who didn't and like it's crazy to think that I had so many opportunities I didn't know you grew up in the didn't. in the liquor store life I man, did too. like we literally did you did yeah, yeah. I mean you know this is this is why we get along <laughs> yeah, so well we like grew up in the we get store. it we have this like hood aspect uh -huh, where it's like we how do. did we end up in the suburbs <laughs> like yeah, yeah. how did we end up here west side man we had a liquor store um you know, my grandpa was probably robbed at gunpoint. I don't know. A hundred times. Yeah. And like, minimum. won't even blink. Yeah. He's just like, normal. Right, it's like normal. Take yeah. the money, dude. Just take My mom it. was telling me the other day, my uncle used to do the lotto, like with one hand, not even looking, just knew <laughs> yeah. the numbers and just like, it's just crazy. But I mean, growing up, like we didn't understand that. I didn't understand the environment. I yeah. mean, I would go to the store, I would grab my bags of chips and yeah. grab a drink out of For the cooler sure. and life was good. Chill. It yeah. was good. Lived in Oak Lawn. Like it wasn't that, it wasn't that yeah. bad of a neighborhood by any means. Um, but yeah, to think about what we grew up around. For I sure. mean, like, first of all, we're talking about food deserts. Yeah. You're talking about sex trafficking. Yeah. We're talking about like low income housing. Mm -hmm. We had an apartment upstairs that we still own. And it's just crazy yeah. to think about like, gentrification uh, gentrification even that area is not even police gentrified harassment yet. even like insane. i remember i used to run around that place like i owned it literally in my pigtails my mom would be running behind like my mom would be behind the register like ringing things up yep. dad would be filling the fridge yep. my brothers would be in the way back watching a bulls game in like 2002 and then i'm like across the street in the middle of the project complex running around with like people that i'm meeting Isn't and, that crazy? and it was safe it was safe yeah, because yeah, yeah. i was kev's daughter right it's like that's kev's daughter like we're gonna take care of her yep, she's in our neighborhood yeah exactly but it was just like 
I think now I'm like, man, like I think of myself as super sheltered, but back then nah, I was we were wild. Some shit, man. Yeah, I was wild back then. And like today I can't even like walk my neighborhood at night. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. You you gotta get out of your shell. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is we're gonna shift topics here. Yeah. We're liquor store babies. Uh, yeah, we okay. I know. And, so get out of the suburbs. <laughs> like, come get on. Get out of the suburbs. <laughs> like, you know, we've um I've been doing this weekly check-in with you, right? Yeah, I appreciate you. Call it a mental health check-in. I love it. Get your fucking ass out of the house check-in. Walk. (laughs) Like, just fucking walk. (laughs) Call somebody. Do (laughs) something. Get out of bed. So, I mean, you're this awe-inspiring, very smart, motivated, just go-getter. Why do you get in your own way sometimes? I know. I know. I was just saying this to, like, Mayanula. I was just like... You know, I love myself. Like, I think I am the coolest person in the world. Because you are. I actually believe that. Like, I'm like, I am such a great person. Look at who you are, Soraya. Like, you're so funny. You're so witty. You're charming. You're charismatic. You're cute. You, you know how to talk soul. to people. You're like, nice. Yeah, you're thoughtful. You're intelligent. Yep. But you're so traitorous to yourself. Like, you are traitorous. So bad. And that's where, like, I really fought myself is, like, I recognize all these great qualities and how like how lucky I am to have all of these things. You can eat whatever you want and not gain weight. Like that's huge. Like you know what I Let mean? Let me get some of that. I know. It's like you are so blessed, but you are so traitorous to yourself. You get in your own way. That's so unfair, dude. You allow yourself to be miserable. You actually seek it out sometimes. Like you seek out misery. I really, why do we do this? I love, this is another I love thing that you and I, pessimistic. yeah, this is what we bond about. <laughs> it like, makes me more funny. You know, it's like, I actually, I genuinely, <laughs> it's like half of my personality. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. I was actually thinking like, the reason I am the way I am is because of who you knew me as in high school. Um, like when you met me in Spanish class, I was super shy, but like outside, like, and I obviously hated how I looked. I hated um, my circumstances. Like I, I had super dark hair, which I'm now going back to my roots, but like for a while I was super blonde after. Um, and that really helped me get out of my shell so that I'm comfortable enough now to go back to what I could have been in high school. But I had glasses, I like didn't know how to wear makeup. I like was really afraid to be pretty. Like I knew I had the be- I had the ability, but I was so afraid to be pretty. Well, you, you've always been beautiful, but it's, it's that's like- sweet of you. But like I always like I actually make used to make myself look ugly because I, I was like it's easier to make yourself look this way because then it's on purpose you know what i mean yeah and then why why though do you ever ask yourself why yeah it's hard to come up with an answer it's like we just seek misery we just do and it's you know i it's hard to think about and maybe it's because happiness could be stripped away so easily like that really could be it like let me give you a a good analogy okay and this is what i think about all the time talk to me about this shit you're talking to the wrong person homie happiness is like so fleeting and I know this because the greatest, like, I'm afraid to ask you because you have a wife and you have a dog. So I don't know what you, what you cherish more, but me, I, I will never cherish anything more than my dog. I fucking love my dog. My That's what I'm saying. Like, I will <laughs> never cherish anyone more than my dog, but that love makes me so sad. Like that love that I have for my dog is the strongest love in the world. And I will never love anything or person more, but it, that love actually breaks my heart because I know that. Like, this is not going to last forever. I, I tell people Rory's 50% done with his life. 
stop saying this. You see what I'm saying? Stop. Though? I'm like, gonna cry. Like, I don't like thinking about this. Like, but my dog is true. five now, and I'm like, God damn it! Like, I know stop. I have a really good friend who won't get a dog because he knows it's gonna die in ten years. Okay, so. This is kind of my philosophy, and I really respect your friends. I, I do, too. I really respect your friend's viewpoint on this. I do, too. Because why are we, like, for example, this love analogy for dogs is so applicable to love for people. So that's, like, one thing where I'm, like, I would, I have a line. I, so, you know, I write poetry sometime, and one of... You're taking all my topics. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, the conversation just flows so yeah, naturally with us. But one of, like, the lines in my poems is, like, if... Um, if life is a party, then we're dancing with death. The more friends that you make, the more funerals you attend. You know? That is so fucking sad. And it's like, man, the more people you become close to, the I'm more fucked. fleeting. The more You have so many friends. That's why I'm like, man, that's exhausting. He's going to go to so many funerals, bro. Or when I get older, <laughs> yeah. drop everybody. Or everyone comes to, to your funeral. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What's a motherfucker? <laughs> I tell my friends all the time, you better be partying at Oh, my for sure. Funeral, Matt, bro. God bless you, man. Cheers you to a million be years. Fucking partying at my Cheers funeral. to one million years. But you too, homie. Like, it's so true, though. The more people that you... Like, my dog is the best, worst thing to ever happen to me. I know. I get it. I get it. But you're not answering the question. Oh, yeah. Sorry. What was Why that? do you do this? Oh, it's... You are, like... Uh, let me get into the topic I was going to get into earlier. It's a, it's a little tough for me to talk about because it's not it's not something I'm like um, I'm not proud that I've ever felt this way. Yeah. But it, I wasn't always like um, inclined to be a friend with you, mm -hmm. and I think it was like I just viewed you from a distance. Yeah. I didn't not like you by any means, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I just didn't know who you were. And sure. But looking back on it, it was it's it was probably the worst mistake because you could have been my friends for so many years yeah but I, I was so self-centered at some point in my life I've never I've never been the person I am I am today I've learned a lot about myself yeah. I, I used to tell people I was I'm the biggest hater of all time and I'm not anymore I used I to be I find that so hard to believe I, I but not in the hater in the you're like, like this such guy. a I was like if like Drake came out with a new album like it fucking sucks yeah. like that type of hater right yeah, yeah. but like you know like I just kind of you do you just girl who did poetry and on Instagram and that's cool and all but like like who we have are nothing you? in common we'll we'll uh, never connect I, yeah I just didn't I don't know but it, I mean I do regret it and, and I I want to apologize because I had I mean it's prejudice right it's it's like I I prejudged who you were and. Now we're sitting here on my couch in my house and you've, you're giving me your time and you're giving me deep, intimate conversation. And it's like, wow, I'm such an asshole for ever feeling like I didn't want to be friends with this person. Or I was young, you know, yeah. and we learn a lot. Yeah. And but I wanted to get it off my chest. And that's so nice. <laughs> I, mean, I had no idea. That's amazing. Yeah. Damn. But it wasn't because I was I wasn't going around no, talking sure. shit about you. No, I get you it. Or, no, I get it. I she actually, wouldn't know, but it's like you're right. Like everybody, but everybody hates me when they first meet me. That's not or, true. Or hated me, but that's kind of the. That's, true. I, that's but kinda, I understand because like you would think like me and this person, like anyone looking at our friendship would probably think these two have nothing in common. Yeah. Like we, what would they ever relate about? But like we, this is one of the deepest friendships I have. Yeah, personally. it's crazy. It's Personally. crazy. I don't know if we necessarily do have anything in common. Well, I don't, I mean, yeah. I'm sure we can find something. For sure. Common grounds, but... Um, but, yeah. You're right. There's, like, so much more depth to the friendship and one another. And um, if you, like, looking back, and maybe that's why, like, you, like you said, like, it wasn't until the last year or so where we really started getting super close... Before that, we were like we were friendly and we were friends. It was but superficial, but not like intentionally. Superficial, superficial, exactly. 
And I think what you're saying, like, I, there's, I can definitely relate to it, where I'm like, Max, a cool guy. He's married to my best friend. I had no idea. Yeah, but, like, I never thought you and I would ever have this yeah. level of a friendship where I yeah. can call you up instead of my, I'll ignore my right. call. Let me call Max <laughs> like, Yeah, exactly. Like, that's my but guy. Let the, me call him. The difference is, though, I don't think you ever had this, like, negative connotation about me. And, like, no. that's where I but feel that's like. You know, I'm glad you so, say this. I feel so bad about no, it. No, I it's don't so want you to. It's so hard to talk about. I'm sorry. I'm actually so glad that you brought this up because I feel this way that people feel this about me. We're like, I think I people, I no, that. no, no. But I think people think that I am this, like, I think people think of me as like a judgmental, no. um, you never thought no, that. No, I never thought that. I feel like people look at me and they're like, because, because I'm so like, I think I'm pretty to myself. Like I actually don't have like any one person for friend group or like whatever. I actually, I love spending time with myself. That's good. I love being by myself. And so I think people think because this girl is not out every weekend or she's not hanging out with this person or like, what does anyone know about her? No one knows anything about her. I'll tell you why I had these feelings, by the way. Yeah. And a lot of this is um, attributable to, you can put that on the table so you don't have to like fucking reach reach down into (laughs) Africa to grab that. I love it. Um, (laughs) It's this idea of people are haters. Yeah. People are jealous of yeah. what other people do, whether intentionally or, or unintentionally. For sure. It's it could be a deep down feeling. Mm-hmm. You were doing cool stuff. You were oh, talking awesome. about poetry on Instagram. Yeah, that's nice. What if I wanted to do that? Yeah. And I just had this like animosity, under- resentment. Yeah, right. Resentment. Whether it was intentional or not. Sure. And I think that's what stemmed from it. I don't think you were I think I understand you so much more now. Yeah. I'm not gonna say I understand you fully, and that's what we're doing this for. I love it. But I understand you so much <laughs> more now. You put on I don't want to say an image because it's such a negative. No, project. I do. I have a face. But you, you do because then you talk about oh, I fucking torture myself. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, I have a face. So for yeah, sure. you do, you do. And then when you get to learn who you are, it's like, dude, no, just just be who you yeah. are. People will love you. Yeah. Like, you know this. Yeah. And I'm I'm just so happy that I was able to break down that whatever it was mm-hmm. and just you know allow myself to get to know you that's and, awesome and i'm so really glad you did really like you you are truly one of my best friends yeah same man same yeah. and i apologize i don't apologize i, I feel think that's so much hilarious. better i think that's were you like holding on to this i was for up till five in the morning yesterday. is this something you and my would talk about like i fucking hate today yeah well <laughs> i will say i used to tell ma'am be like i, I don't really like dry that much no way that's so funny but it's not funny it's so funny. wait that's crazy. actually i love that but I didn't know anything Started about Started from you. the bottom, now yeah, we're here. Yeah. Started from <laughs> the bottom. That's what I'm saying. But it's like, what's crazy though is like, I had no reason not to like you. Yeah. She maybe would be like, why? I'd be like, uh, you know what? I don't know actually. I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't say that. Yeah. I, I just don't know anything about her. That's, That's literally really what funny. the conversation would go hmm. like. It was like one time. That doesn't make me feel bad at all because I know that you had no reason not to and like now, me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now I love you to death. That's so awesome, it kind of doesn't man. matter. That's great. But it's, you know, these conversations used to be a little easier, I think, back in the day. Yeah. You know, because we were young and we were able to just yeah, kind of like have these like fleeting feelings. And now it's like, wow, whew, it did. It took me a little while to. That's I was, like, was going to talk about this in the first five minutes. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Oh. You got nervous. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, no, Mac, don't feel bad at all. That's actually like. I feel bad. I'm now. so glad. I'm so glad you said that. That's really funny. It tells like it tells me a lot, um, just about the evolution of this friendship. Yeah, it's crazy. Because like I used to hang out with my all the time, and like now when me and I hang out, it's me, you, and my. Right. You know. Right. So. Like it's really And I cool. look forward to that. And it makes me feel good to know that like I can make someone grow into me. Like Yeah. I it mean, makes you it makes you actually feel more powerful. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I right, feel yeah. really powerful. Listen, I got this motherfucker Listen, right I here. Got this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just very, very happy that um, I am too. That I'm able to have these conversations. Are you still with that you. way with other people, do you think? Or you? I've dropped that 
um, a conversation and a Got mentality it. because you. it's just not a good You must good have because you have a million life. friends now. Yeah, I mean, there's some people I fucking don't like. Yeah, you just don't like them. There's nothing I can do about it. What do you want me to do? I don't like them, I don't like them. I am who I am, right? But nah, man. I got that's nothing awesome. but love for you now. Man, my guy, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so funny. Any any wait. any initial uh, feelings about me or or this friendship or how it came to be? I guess in the last. Year I or always so? Like, thought so highly of you. Like I never. Me. I know God you're such it. an asshole. I can't believe. <laughs> I am I such a piece of shit. I have never had like a negative thought about you in my life. <laughs> Jesus like, even, Christ. Even when I first met you, I was like, man, Mac is so cool. And I remember you had a girlfriend at the time. Oh, like, right. Yeah. You had a girlfriend that when was we te- met. Terrible times. Yeah. And my had a boyfriend when I met her too. It's funny. Um, so really, I brought you guys together. Yes, exactly. Um, but and you just had a really strong love for Beyonce. Like you really loved Beyonce. Really? I remember. Do you not remember? Holy this? shit! Because I don't even like Beyonce did you, anymore. Did you block this out? You loved Beyonce. I blocked a lot of things out. Yeah, I have this problem too, where yeah. people are like, "Do you remember?" That? I'm like, "No, no I don't I have remember no idea what you're talking about." Uh, like I, I wow, repressed memories. That's crazy. But you, like, you used to actually give presentations in Spanish class and say things like, "I love Beyonce." Like, okay, I, I don't know. Like, you I did lo- have an infatuation with Beyonce. <laughs> you for loved a long time. Beyonce, yeah. um, and I just thought you were super cool, and you were always so nice to me. And I was like, man, that's like, he's like being nice to the scrub, you know? It's cool. <laughs> uh, and, and then, I will say, I will, I would have, no matter how I felt about yeah, you, I would have always, always been nice, been nice to you. Really civil, absolutely. But I think it was just, You again, never just had a, a desire to hang out with me. I get it. <laughs> that's I get not it. even it, man. And now you call me like, sorry, get your ass to the city. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, fuck you, Mac. I'm in bed. I'm sleeping. No. <laughs> that's funny. So, okay, so continue. Yeah, um, but no, I like never had a bad feeling about you. I always thought you were so great. And then, uh... I don't really remember when I first met you with May. Like, I don't remember when she... I don't she, have no idea. I have no recollection of when we hung out for the first time. I, but I think the first time or is even, when... Or even when she told me that... Like, I have no recollection of you guys ever, like, getting engaged. That whole period was weird. I don't remember. It was, it was just a weird time period. I don't remember We, we kind of didn't... We were just so focused on yeah. the relationship and our families. and We had no, like... There was no external. Yeah, I have no stuff, recollection yeah. of like when you were engaged, when I met you for the first time, when she told me. I will say though, I think like when early on May started kind of bringing us together, it was like immediately. Like, oh, for sure. There was no. For sure. There was no deep feelings to begin with. So. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think that. No, this um, is just a friendship that was meant to like click and blossom, and like honestly, like if May and I ever break up, you and I will be friends. Oh, <laughs> dude. If me and May ever break up, we're screwed. All of our friends are mutual. Yeah, you are. That's so it's like we talk about it just jokingly. It's you, like, you guys are like, who's how gonna, who's, who's gonna, gonna split? Who's yeah, gonna yeah, 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 yeah. And there's gonna yeah, be like friends in the middle. The I yeah. know there's gonna be friends in the middle That's because so funny. there's so Whoa. many deep connections that we Listen, have. Listen, I go way, way further back with you. So yeah, yeah. I'm Sorry, May. No, I'm no, no, May's my girl. Dude. That's, That's funny. My sister. That's so funny though. Um, but yeah, man, I got nothing but love for you. Real talk. Same, same. I love that you shared that. Yeah, I appreciate you listening. You know what I mean? Are you kidding? That's hilarious. This is this this thing that I'm doing here is really a healing process for me and I hope for other people too um and I'm sure somebody's gonna get on here and be like Mac you're a fucking piece of shit you know I think it yeah I really think like that would be something incredible to listen to is have like an arch nemesis on here or someone that you really like you know something funny yeah I was thinking about calling my dad Uh be like hey dude (gasps) haven't talked to you in like eight years holy shit come here get on the mic and like let's hash this out you know I think that would be incredible what, but you, I don't owe him you, that time, though. No, you don't. That's the thing. You don't. But it'd be fun. So I think that would be one of... That would be historical. Yeah, that um, would be historical. Do you think he would do it? 
he, his car might break down or something. You know, what, what, how many excuses? When was the last time you spoke he to had him? His car breaking down, something else happened. You know, he might yeah, have yeah. COVID or something that weekend. Is he in Chicago? No, he's in Kentucky. Who knows? Ah, uh, uh, makes sense. He would be in Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. I got you. Yeah. I no, got you. who knows? You know what? Like, that's so, like, that would be nice to do eventually, but. Like he's at the bottom of the list of people that I'd care, rather that that care enough to be here. I think, but also that like you have the best energy around. Right. Like you are the best version of yourself around. So like a million people who love you, and I've never met your dad, and I don't know a lot about that relationship. Yeah. But I do know that like it's there's no love lost, is what I think. And you can cut this part out. I'm sorry if I'm being invasive. Oh, no, but this like, is no, no, there's nothing invasive. Yeah. This is an open mic. Yeah. Yeah. But no. like, I just, I know we can personally. Get into anything. Yeah, I know personally, just from knowing you, that like, you know, that would be a really incredible conversation. I think it would be super powerful for you um, and potentially a good healing process for both of you. But I know that you don't have super high expectations. And I also think that like, it would be really incredible to hear from your mom. Like, I think she would be an amazing guest on oh, the yeah, show. Oh, yeah, my mom's going to be on She's the show one of, sure. like, the strongest women, I think, ever. Oh, yeah. Um, and I would, I can't wait to hear that episode. No, that's going to be... I really can't wait to hear that. I appreciate that. It's going to be real fun. Um, no, nothing's off limits here. You can ask yeah. away, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I can't wait to have my mom on here. I think to, to protect kind of my, my energy and where I'm at in my life, it'd probably be best not to. Wait a bit. Yeah, but... I support that. It's, and I understand um, it. Dude, I've had so many great... Male influences, one hundred percent. Female influences, one hundred percent. That it doesn't really matter. It would just kind of be fun, I think. Yeah. But there's gonna be, I think there's gonna be some contentious conversations on here. Oh, I bet. I really do. I, I think bet. that even when I post some episodes, there's gonna be some, some contentious um, discussions. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. Like life isn't. Life we isn't, can't. Life isn't perfect. You know, <laughs> I was just thinking, and I think like that's one thing that's so cool about what you're doing is, like, why do we censor ourselves so much? Like, why can't we just be and say what we want to be and say. Because it was hard. It was hard for me to tell you that I felt that way about you, knowing how much yeah. I, love I have for you. Yeah. That's why. That's I think why. It's so, I feel nothing but, like, happiness and peace and, like, some, like, like f it's funny. That's yeah. a really funny anecdote that you shared. But it is it is difficult, though. Because I bet. what if it wasn't? Yeah, what you're right. I could have been so hurt. I could have yeah. been like, oh, my God. Like, I literally have, like, had only love for this person since I first met them. What if everyone I meet hates me? Like, oh, my God, does everyone feel this way about but, me? But that, that makes sense I why no that. one loves me. No. <laughs> Get the fuck out of <laughs> that here. That is why I'm shut, alone forever. Shut the hell up. I'm kidding. <laughs> but the the thing is, though, is I, I, I mulled it over and I knew that um, it wouldn't make you feel that way because I know you that well. And, and also, I never would intentionally make somebody feel that way. And I think people yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, yeah. It, it's good. But it's comforting. I, to answer your question, though, I think that is the reason. Dude, yeah. there's, there's some shit Uncomfortability. that... Uncomfortability. Yeah. You talk about my mom, right? And me and my mom, we had um, our ups and downs, dude, like crazy. Dude, me and my mom the last three years have gotten so close. Like, it's like crazy to me. It's like, yeah. this is awesome. It's like a brand new friendship. I have a theory about why. Okay. Um, and it's not personal to you guys because I, you know, I obviously don't know the depths of your relationship. But my theory is that as we get older... And, like, your mom, for example, is, like, still at the prime of her life. Like, she is experiencing so much, and she's been through so much. And, like, this is a time for her to really, like, I think she needs to be selfish with her life. And I think you, as her oldest son, who's, like, 
off, married, with a dog, living in the city, working, like do, living your best life, you're realizing that like, man, my mom is a human. Like she's not just my mom, she's a person like who has her own goals, her own traumas, her own like ambitions. Like I'm starting to, I'm, I need to be a little bit more um, mindful about the fact that like my parents aren't just my parents who I have these ex people. expectations for. They're people who experienced a lot of the same things I'm experiencing now, but they never had like the modality to like talk about it or like they just sucked it up. Like when I think about the misery that I put myself through, I think, man, my mom really did the same to herself, except she really like never turned it around. Like if some, like her, if her parents told her, don't do this, she didn't do it. Right. Like me, my parents can tell me don't do this, but like I'll consider it for myself and I'll think, mm, does it make sense? You know, I know that they have the best out, like they're looking out for me, but if I don't, if I don't agree, then like, sorry, mom and dad, I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, so like, there's so many different generational things that matter, generational but like barriers. you're realizing your mom is a human. And I think that's where you find that like common ground in terms of friendship. And I think that's really amazing. And vice versa, by the way. Yeah. For a long time, my mom looked at me as her son. Yeah. And, and now she's realizing it. he's an adult. Yeah. And she's like, my friend, like when I got married, I think was the first time where she's just like, okay, he's leaving me. Yeah. Like, Aww. it's like, okay, he's a human. Like he's going to have his yeah. own life. And then now she asks me questions. That's she, amazing. She asks me to help her with stuff. I'm fucking Does that make you sad? Freaks me out. I was going to say, like, Mom, you can't. You're my superhero. I'm like, you want me to who? You <laughs> want me to what? You want me to go to the city <laughs> hall village and, and <laughs> argue on your behalf? <laughs> you get the Mom, <laughs> what do you mean? I still call her and ask her how much time Seriously, can did. you come to the doctor with me? Like, <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck? Mom, can you tell the doctor what's wrong with me? <laughs> Unreal. I still have her, like, break news to people that I don't want to talk to or, like, Go to weddings for me. Yeah, that I don't go yeah, to. mom. Tell everyone I'm sick. Yeah. Tell them I have COVID. Yeah, yeah right, right, <laughs> exactly. Aww, but um, that's sweet. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you guys have a really like good friendship. Yeah, it's, solid. It took a long time, but that's something to be said that it can happen to anybody. Yeah. And um, I, I've done a lot of healing, man. What do you I think, think? What do you? Sorry, it's interrupt. No, go no, ahead. You're good. I was gonna ask you like, how do you think that impacts your relationship with your siblings? Oh my like, god. Like, what's that relationship? Because you have you're the oldest of oh my god, like dude. how many siblings? Three. And they're like, they vary in they're, age from um, what? 15, 13, and uh, well, 16, 13, and 10. So, about your, to be 11. Your youngest sibling is almost a full 20 years. She's younger like my daughter. That's so, that's so yeah. bizarre. Well, her to dad me. died when she was two. Or yeah. dad died when she was yeah, two. Yeah. So, she's always kind of been like my daughter. I took yeah. them to, I used to take. Both of them, the daddy daughter dances every year. That's so until Mac. COVID. You're so amazing. You really are. Thanks, man. It's, like to me, like I appreciate that. Yeah. I really do. But to me, like that's like not even like a. I know. Like, see, you you're like it's so small. Like, yeah. It's, whatever. it's like, but it's no, like, it I means really... a lot to me. Yeah. I love it. I'm honored to to be there for them. I wish it was their dad. Yeah. I wish it was our yeah, dad. Yeah, of course. But it's not, and that's just the way life goes. But mm -hmm. yeah, no, I'm very happy to be there for them. They trust me a lot. Um, my little brother, like we had some contention where he's like. You know, you're not my dad. You're my brother, yeah. and it's like I, I get it. Yeah, yeah I yeah. am. I, I was. That's what I But get also, it. I'm gonna beat your ass. If I exactly. Need to, you know, and he's gonna appreciate that so much. Yeah, when he continues we're, to grow we up. have a very strong relationship. That's awesome. Man. Um, very strong relationship with both my sisters. May helps out a lot. Obviously, yeah, she's awesome. Older sister point of view. Yeah, Emily is like my little baby. Leali, like, just she's like in her teenage years right now, so she's kind of like <laughs> grumpy and stuff. But you know, while she was Emily's age, like, still again, she was like attached to my hip and. Like, so this is like why it's so fascinating to me because I think you're one of the most like I say this all the time you're an extremely thoughtful 
person, a really, really good listener, and you give, like, you care about the advice you give to people. That's like one thing, you actually care, and you're so cautious and attentive with what you say, and you're careful with your words, and that's something I really appreciate about you. Um, and because you're so aware, like, I think it's that dynamic with your younger siblings is so interesting because there's like two elements to it. I wanna be like their friend, and I understand what they're going through because I went through it. Yeah. But I'm also like this like father figure right. to them, and I I'm protective of I'm protective of them. So like where how do how do you na seriously how do you navigate I, that? I because don't know. Especially like your younger sisters now, they're at this like really like um, integral age. Right. Where like like 14 changed my life. You know what I mean? Like that was a that was like literally a fork in the road for me. It's like I can literally go one of two ways. I can choose misery or happiness, and I chose misery, and I stayed on that path forever. Not, not forever. So I'm like, I'm not, like, say it. Yeah, not, not forever. <laughs> Seriously. No, no, you're right. It's but the like shit for a we while. Say to, it's, our, it's the shit we say to ourselves. Yeah, it is. We're we're really evil to ourselves. Yeah, it's the shit. But we like, say what do you? How do you like? Well, walk so it? I'll give you a couple examples. The other day, I'm outside with my little brother, and I was smoking hookah, and he goes, "Can I have a hit?" Mm -hmm. And it, a part of me is like, "Fuck no." Yeah. And a part of me is like, oh, all right, "He's yeah, gonna try this someday." Yeah. You know, like. And that's how Jack, my our dad, um, yeah. approached things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, you want to have a beer? Have your first beer with, with me. With me, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think we've got that understanding and that respect for each other. Yeah. Like, where hey, I was the only child my whole life. Yeah. Until them, right? Yeah. And that was a that was a change. And then at eighteen, our dad died, and they were all like, Emily was two, Laddie was six, and yeah. Hamid was eight. You took on a new role. And it was like, okay, wow, this is crazy. My mom yeah. literally came up to me and she goes. You gotta take care of us now. Like, <laughs> and I was like, Oh Aww. wow. Okay. And how old were you? I was eighteen. Wow. Yeah. It's something I, I don't talk about like often anymore. It's been What a huge years. like yeah, like what a huge weight to carry on your shoulders. Yeah, I mean it was for a while and now I kinda am in stride where like me and my mom have a very strong relationship yeah. and we team it we team it up. Yeah. Like she'll call me and be like, You gotta deal with this. Yeah. Or I'll call her and be like, You gotta deal yeah, with this. Yeah, this is all you mom. Yeah. Um but yeah, how I balance it is that I'm their friend yeah. first, and I think that's that's how like our family operates is yeah. friend first, fam and then like that responsible adult. Yeah, you know, I think that's a good way to. That's a really good way. And to, you can't cross certain lines. That's no, you it. can't. Um, because but I want them to be themselves. One hundred percent. They have to feel like it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to learn about who you are. Um, not everything is like this concept of right and wrong. Well, that's what we were ingrained in. Well, yeah. So this is what messed it. Like at 14, this is what really messed me up for a very, very long time. Not forever, but for a very long time. Um, is this idea of like black and white, but there's no gray areas. And like what mom and dad say is law. Like that's law. And I was so naive growing up thinking like whatever my parents told me, I actually believed because I'm like, why would they lie to me? Like this is how it is. And everyone else in the world is doing this, like, we were all told the same thing. We're taught the same thing by our parents, except I didn't realize it, that, like, I'm taking the, their word as law. Like, this is biblical, what they're telling me. But everyone else in the world is, like, th more skeptical. skeptical. They're skeptical, and for good reason. And like it Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and I was just like, man, like, I really missed out on a lot of experiences, and I was so naive growing up. And even till this day, I hear stories from college of, like, my friends will tell me something and they'll be like, Soraya, remember this? And I'll be like, I remember that a totally different way because... I had a different viewpoint. Yeah, that. because I was so naive. Yeah. Like, I didn't I didn't know that this is what that person yeah. meant or that that's, that's what that person was doing. Like, uh, Not to go back to what I was saying, but I think that's a part of why I felt that way about you. Maybe yeah. is that you didn't even know I was naive. I was so naive. Like, Yeah, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, and, you know, people have to give people a chance. 100%. And I think 
to answer your question even further about how I balance that relationship, my mom taught me very well. Yeah. My mom, although like a lot of responsibility was put on me, whether it was, you know, whether I wanted it to be or not, and she never was like, you have to do this or anything yeah. like that. Like, thankfully, didn't have to provide for my family by any means in yeah, terms yeah. of like, finances. I did want to get through school pretty quickly just to be, you know, independent yeah. and not have to rely on anybody. Um, and I did breeze through college and law school. But yeah. at the time, my mom was also like, take a study abroad to Germany. Take the study live abroad to London. Live your life. Go travel. That's amazing. Do these things. You know, like, we've gone to Puerto Rico. We've gone to Costa Rico. We've yeah. done these things. And she's always, do the things that I never did. Yeah. And now I feel the same way about my siblings mm -hmm. where it's like, hey, you want to go away to college? Like, let's talk about yeah. it. You know, yeah. you know like, let's, let's talk about what could be, right? Because there's nothing wrong with that. And it's just generational change. And yeah. It's a shift. And there is no, there's nothing wrong with going away to no, college. No, not there's at all. There's nothing wrong with... I regret not taking those experiences. Study art. I don't give a fuck. I wish I would have applied to more than one college. <laughs> like, yeah. I literally applied to one college where my... I applied to two colleges. One where my older brother was going, one where my twin brother was going. Crazy. And I had so much more potential. I never sought it through. No one, like, no one really, like, gave me the encouragement to be better, um... I could have... That fucking point right there. No one gives you the encouragement to be better. Drives me fucking yeah. insane. And like, especially in a Middle Eastern household, it's like, here's, we have a Dr. plan for Lawyer, you. Blah, we blah, have blah. a plan for you. Follow you, this guideline. But you don't want me to be I better? I could have been a senator right now. God damn, dude. Don't I could have been a senator. A, a part of it is the onus is on us. We are yeah. individuals. We are free thinkers. We yeah. have free will. But that instillment of not being pushed to that next level yeah. drives me fucking absolutely Yeah, insane. so, like, I wish they would have put me in sports, put me in debate. I would have been so good at that shit. Yeah, and I was lucky enough to be able to play baseball and do some of these things. Yeah. But it's still this, like, I had, you know... I wasn't... I didn't see through my full potential. I had this, like, very small worldview. Yeah, for sure. And it, I'm just getting, and we're still young, man. Why didn't I apply to college outside of Chicago? Yeah. I applied to law school out of Chicago. I got into some great schools outside of, outside of Chicago, but it wasn't realistic for me to leave my family. I was like, I can't. How would I ever leave my family? Like, I can't. My, my grandma is like super sick. My mom can't do I'm it still, on her own. I'm still the same way. I mean, at, you eight, have at 18, your I was like, younger yeah, siblings. I, I, I think about it like I was just finishing up moraine essentially and i'm like yeah. okay i can go anywhere but then i look at my family and i'm like i can't i have these anywhere. responsibilities no i can't way. i can't be selfish yeah. no no in life you have to be selfish yeah because you know my cousin has a saying and it's like she's so much younger than me but she's so much wiser the next generation is so much wiser so incredible she tells me she goes you know today when i look in the mirror i tell myself i look at myself and i say no one is living this life but you you are living this life only, and you're the only person who's going to feel the grief, feel the joy, feel the laughter, feel the tears. Yeah. So live only for yourself because no one else is living your life for yeah. you. May tell me that all the time. It's wild. And, you know, that's my biggest problem, actually, is that I live for other people. Like, I do th when I make a decision, I consider how it impacts everyone around me first. Do you think that's why you are yes. accompanying misery? Yes. Okay, so how do I we am, shift it? I am literally, you still haven't answered the question, by the I way. I am placating everyone in my life at the expense of my happiness. When yes. does it You're end? You're so right. When does it end? Uh, it's hard to say because it's so hard for me to like, fan away this idea of letting people down. I have to. I have to. I know it. I, just, I am so afraid to let the people I care about down because I, here's the way I see it. I don't want to be an extra stressor 
in somebody's life because everyone is dealing with stress. My mom has so much stress. My dad has so much stress. My brothers have so much stress. And I can make a decision the same way everyone in the world is making decisions for themselves. But I think about this decision is going to be like one added stress for everyone else in my life. It's going to make me happier. But is it going to be worth it if it's going to like stress out my mom or dad or whatever? And it's like my decisions aren't even ones that are that should stress them out. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like moving to the city. Yeah, like that, like that shouldn't stress anyone out. Yeah. But I just want my privacy. I want to be able to like live by myself. I enjoy being by myself. Um, also, one thing that's like super hard going back to like my one true love is my dog. Like my dog is my baby and I can't like split custody with him and my brother. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like damn, those are like, those are things you do have to figure out. I get yeah. it. Like those are like the, the dog thing is more difficult for me to to under, like I I actually understand that more than yeah adding the family stress to people. Yeah, for sure. But no, I get it though because um I considered moving to California. And yeah, it's still a consideration, but it's very difficult. Yeah, it I is. Mean, my grandma even just like going to her house on Sundays, mm -hmm. and you know my grandpa passing away, and she yeah. just, it makes her so happy. Yeah, not to be able to do that every Again, week is like, tough. Yeah, but. Like, the thing is, though, I feel there's going to be a point in your life where it might be a little too late, mm -hmm. right? And you're going to not be that happy. Yeah, I mean, I'm it. already almost 30 years old. <laughs> that ain't shit. I just yeah. turned 29. Honestly, the 40s still, are the best years of your life, they we're gonna say. We're going to have so much money. 40s. There's so can't much wait. fucking money. I'm going to be so wait. rich yeah. and single, and I'm going to have no kids, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I might not be single, but I, I probably yeah. won't have kids. Yeah, you, I hope you're not single. <laughs> We'll see. May might not be able to deal with yeah. me for 11 more years. Uh, seriously. I can't wait till you guys do a show together. Oh, my God. You have so much it's going to be insane. Yeah, it would be wild. I'd love to but watch that. you have to break out of that ideology, yeah. I think. Um, I get it. I mean, I really do. And I think there, there's people you might talk to and like, what do you mean? Just fucking move out. Yeah. They don't understand. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck like, up, bitch. Like, All right, Becky. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like... You know, your older siblings fucking went away to college. I know, and like, like, like dad's gonna go buy you a condo. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Enough. But I think I understand a little bit more, even though I'm a male in our culture. Yeah, yeah. You're a female in our culture. No, you get huge it. Difference, for sure. But at the end of the day, like we come from the same like. I saw my upbringing. My my mom and two aunts deal with the same. For thing sure. And, um, you know, the scapegoat shouldn't be marriage. Mm -mm. I'll tell you that much. No, see, that's one thing. That's like an area where I'm definitely evolved. Like I'm so if I'm so far evolved when it comes to thinking about like that. Like well, I will never what are follow your views a plan. on relationships, son. I think relationships are so I think they're awesome. Like if you ask me about like like love, for example, I think that's like a really good thing for people to look for. But I don't think marriage is like I I don't think marriage is like for it's definitely not for everybody. But I also don't think it's like well, it's not for fifty percent of the United States. One hundred percent, yeah. Because of the divorce rate. Agreed. I actually think it's higher than that. Like, it I, is because, higher now. Because think, of, let me. Okay, let me give you like. Well, here's how I think about it: is I want to be in love. I don't want to be married, and I think it's because, and I think people who are in love and not married are actually a greater testament to what love really means than the people who are married. And here's why: when you love someone and you're not married to them, you choose every single day to be with this person. And let's say, like, because how easy is it to break up with someone that you're not married to? Very. Bye. Yep. I'm out. You choose every day to be with this person. When you're married to someone, there's, like, an added thought to it. Like, there's a consideration here where it's like, oh, I hate this person's guts. I want to break up with them, but I can't. Like, I have to think about what it. Do I, need, X, y, I need a lawyer. Yeah. I, what about my assets? Oh, my God. Like, taxes, joint paying, like, whatever. 
you have to consider all of these things or even just like shame. Like that's people think divorce is shameful. I personally don't agree with Suck that. Balls. Yeah. Like I would, I think divorce is great. I actually hope to someday be divorced in my life. <laughs> that it is, is one goal. of my life goals. <laughs> it is one of my life goals to be divorced. I think there's something so like cool about a woman who's divorced. It's like, good for you, sis. Yeah. Like you are so great. Right. Um, We're going to mute this part for May. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just kidding. Yeah, uh, marriage is great. I no. tell me all the time if you're happier, just go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, seriously, though. She's an individual person, right? Yeah, do like, what she you can do what do. she wants. Yeah. But like when you're married, I think to that's someone, why we succeed in our relationship. For though. sure. You guys are you guys are actually an exception to this um, philosophy I have because you are the only happy married couple I know. Like, God bless you guys. I'm going to knock on wood with my foot. Thank you. Like, I don't know any happy couple except any happy married couple except you guys. Um, and it's because I think you guys were really were best friends. You should see before. us on Sunday nights, though. Yeah, you guys miserable. can't stand each other. I miserable. see on FaceTime. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you did um, see it. should be calm. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but like when you're married to someone, you are not actively choosing to be with them because you love them. That is such You're a, choosing to be with them because divorce is so like inconvenient. That is a very, very, very interesting viewpoint. Yeah. I actually don't disagree. And I'm not just agreeing to agree. I, I think that's... So um, that's like, that's one that's one thought on love. Now there's another thought, like another school of thought that's like, okay, so love, marriage. Love is better than marriage. Great. We understand why. But now like just love by itself. Take that out for a second. I think it's so... Like, let me ask you this. How many times in your life have you been in love? How many times do I think I've been or have I been? I, I don't like this discrepancy of thinking. You have or you have not. If okay. you think you have, you have been in love, I promise you. Then three times. Okay. I think I've been in love a hundred times in my life. I like actually think that. And I think that's because it's so easy to fall in love with people. Everyone in this life has redeemable qualities and everyone is worth loving. Yep. And I if agree. you really want to love someone, you can. What's really difficult is falling in love with someone who loves you back. Okay. That's incredibly like that's really rare. So people who say love is so rare. It's so hard to find. No, that's not true. You can fall in love with anyone. Right. I can meet a stranger right now. Go go bring me your oh, next yeah. door neighbor. Yeah, I, I promise you, give me five minutes. Let me get to know him, feel him out. But I can tell you that I will be able to fall in love with Maybe this person. Maybe not my next door neighbor. Yeah, the add guy if after you're, him. Add if, you're, add if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Ben. <laughs> um, no, but I really do think everyone in this life I, is I lovable and worth loving. I have and a very similar theory. You can love them. Being loved back, though, that's more rare. Um, and that's like a bit more challenging. And I think that like really is a testament to this idea of like, like, uh, soulmates, for example, like that's I don't, bullshit. I don't believe in soulmates. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit, right? There's probably a million soulmates out there. If there, if this thing of soulmates exists, then you're telling me that like people die in their thirties and twenties without ever finding love, Right. So that person wasn't That's worthy. That fucked. person wasn't worthy yep. of a soulmate, or maybe they have a soulmate out there, but that their soulmate will now never meet that person. It makes no sense. So I think if you like this idea of soulmates, fine, believe in it. But you can have a million of them. Which Me is, and May have talked about that openly, yeah. by the way. I told May if she goes to like Spain tomorrow and like stays there for six months, you're gonna tell me she's not gonna fall in love. One hundred percent. If she was fall, open to it, she's gonna fall in love with a great Spaniard. Yeah, <laughs> fucking probably has like rock hard abs and Incredible. like tans every Incredible. day or something. Incredible. I'm fucked. Yeah, you are. <laughs> like, you are. Yeah. That's why it's, that's why, and I think maybe that's why people think marriage is like a safety net. And maybe. that's why they chase after it. Cause it's like, you know, when me and Nate Because decided, it's the convenience of it, you can't leave me. I think culturally we got a little pushed towards it, but not so much. Like yeah. my family's pretty open. Yeah. Yeah. Her family, I think is more open than I but initially a little anticipated. More, yeah. But, but they're maybe a little, a little more, bit cultural. more cultural. Yeah. But I think we would have been fine to like extend our, but we were so infatuated with each other. Yeah. That we were just like, I was no. actually just thinking this with, I was telling this to my today. 
you know, a lot of my friends, I'm, I think all of my friends at this point are married now. Like, I think I just watched my last, like... Your last wedding? My, yeah. I will never go to another wedding again, and all my best friends are now married. So that, that was the last wedding of my life. Thanks. But you got 50% divorce rates. So, yeah, true. So maybe they'll do it again. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope so. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. This motherfucker. Um, but I was just thinking, like, I was telling my... I was like, I'm so surprised that, like... Because you and Mac are, like, these really, like, forward-thinking yeah. people who I never in a million years, like, think individually would ever want marriage for themselves. We, so the fact that you guys like we found each other and got married, especially so young, yeah. is so bizarre to me. And I'm like, man, that like they must we have we really... always say we got married too young, but yeah. we don't regret it. We always no, say that we would have never gotten friends. married, Nothing but we don't changed. regret it. But yeah, it's it is it is wild. Yeah, it is wild. It's a great like perspective, and I appreciate you sharing that with me because we do talk about these things pretty. It's just wild to me. Like, pretty often. Yeah, because like, you guys are so forward thinking, and it's like, yeah. I could see you both being like, what marriage? No, like, I, just, I told her, let me just I, live with my I best told her friend. If it doesn't work out, I'm never getting married again. Yeah. Oh, I Yeah. Know. I can live with myself. Listen, if I ever get married, like, I'm not anti-marriage. I just don't think it's for everyone. It's definitely not for me. But if I were to ever get married, it's because, like, just so the world knows, I made a compromise. Like, Something happened. It's because the man I really love wanted it. Like, he he really, like, it was so important to him to get married, and that's why I did it. Yeah. But it's not something out of I love. ever... You did it out of love. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I'll do it because I'm not afraid of divorce. But love is a bunch of... Ma- love like is I said, I actually want divorce one day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just write that in the... Make <laughs> yeah. sure you write a prenup. Yeah, no, I know right. a lawyer. No, for real. Yeah, I need to find one. You know a good one? <laughs> yeah, got you. Um, well, you have this theory, too, um, that men and women aren't meant to love the other. Yeah, I actually think we're um, biologically incompatible. Um, okay, and, that's like, a better emotionally, way to say it. Yeah, we're not compatible, and I don't think we were ever meant to be lovers. Just lo- just partners. Just partners. Yeah, just business partners, just really. Transactional. Um, procreators. Yeah. It's a strictly transactional relationship. Which is actually on the decline. Less people are having babies, and the United States is, for the first time, I think, at a point where in X amount of years, we're going to be below where we yeah. need to be or something like Yeah, that. I actually was reading a study on that, too, where they're saying that... Look at um, us study readers. Yeah, we're studious <laughs> people. Um, but, like, this is, like, some hands made tale shit where because people are having less babies, um, there's, like, a theory about why, like, the, the philosophy behind abortion law and, like, you know, Roe and whatever um, is, like, supposed to save the human race or blah, blah, blah. Who cares? <laughs> um, Fuck them. Seriously, like let people do what they want. This is not a governmental issue, but um, like I really do think we're not meant to be lovers, and like it's just there's so much that we are opposite on. Like take a man for example, like the most a man will ever love you is in the first, or like not just love you, like be infatuated with you is like in the first probably few weeks that he knows you. A woman takes those first few weeks to scope you out. She's really skeptical, like, mm-mm, I don't trust this. So the balance is like men, man is like 90% in, woman is like 10% in. After a few weeks, like you start to see a shift where it's like he's lost interest, but now she's like more invested. And, yeah. She's more invested. And this is not just like a phenomenon for some women. This is like this is true across all women. All women feel this, and if you say you don't, you're a liar. Um but fucking liars literally like this is how we were biologically made like our our hormones literally say we have we have something called a time hormone where it's like no no you need to scope this out it's a security thing it's i think it's literally like um natural selection it's telling you like feel this through see if this makes sense and then give it time men need like immediate like 
it's true for a lot of things like immediately you know what i mean it's like women take time also true for a lot of things like i guess we can get into this topic is like you are um a palestinian american woman grew up in a very specific generation how do you view that going into this next generation and like you are setting an example for those out there my little siblings like one day will you know they'll get to to meet you and know you and as we grow older they'll look at you as an aunt or if i have a kid yeah. they'll look at you as an wow, aunt yeah. and you have we don't think about these things mm-hmm. what's right? the example I what suffer? if you have a kid and and i'm not saying you should be saying x yeah, y and yeah. z or you should not be saying x y and z i'm saying like you are very you're in a very strong position for sure whereas you might have not been years ago mm-hmm. and I commend you for that, and I think it's amazing that, you know, you went to law school and you finished law school. Same for me. I mean, just being, you know, brown and yeah. doing what we've done so yeah. far is, is incredible. But what are your thoughts on that? Like, you have a very strong position, and you're using yeah. it right, like the scholarship, for instance, and your viewpoints, and you're very strong. But, like, yeah, what do I you think, think? You know, that's, a, like, a super interesting um, question because, like, it kind of goes back to the philosophy that I have where I'm not held back. Like there are things that I am held back by in terms of how culture and upbringing and whatever that really do daunt me. But then there's other areas where I'm so evolved. Like for example, with marriage, I don't need marriage. Like I do love the idea that I can support myself. I can support a family by myself. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, and I love that. And like I, I think the one biggest thing that I wish a lot of girls my age and younger um, particularly my age, though, because I feel like a lot of, like, girls my age today that I'm seeing and that I talk to, I'm like, man, like, I wish you could grow out of this belief that you have, but it's not my place to, like... It's because they have free will. Not my place to push you there or, like, encourage you to go somewhere or whatever. But, like, I wish you knew that you didn't have to follow a guidebook. Yeah. Like, you, you don't have to follow this our plan. Guidebook does, our community guidebook doesn't even follow oh, religion sucks. necessarily. It sucks. It's all cultural, yeah. and it's so misogynistic, and it's meant to suppress you as a woman. It's meant to suppress you. Um, This idea of I want you to don't ever talk to boys your whole life. But then the second you turn 20, meet a boy and get married right away. Without knowing them. Don't know him. And like boys are so wrong and it's ayib and it's blah, blah, blah. But now that you're 20 years old, you're getting old, you're expiring. Go meet a man. And then have a baby. Yeah. And then within a year. Do they know how babies are made? No, literally. Like actually within a year, go have a baby. Like and then, but your husband can't even and, hug you in and front don't of, work. Yeah. yeah, you can't kiss at your wedding. Yeah. Don't hug. Don't hug your husband. Don't say I love you in front of you, like in front of people. What do you mean you fell in love? That's so wrong. Like you have to marry someone you that your marry. parents picked out. Yep. Or like even. Or if you, you're in love, you have to get married right now. D- does your husband let you work? Is he gonna let you work? Oh my God, that is, is your insanity. husband gonna let you work? Wow. To me, that is insanity. If May when, said she wants to quit her job, I'd be like, "Where's the money at?" Dude? Yeah, like I need <laughs> you to make more money. <laughs> Where's the money at? How are we gonna support? <laughs> yeah. 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 Or like, um, you know, when the baby comes, are you gonna quit your job? Like weird things like this that like. Which that's a per- like if women want to make that choice to spend a little bit of time. Do at home it with yourself. Their baby, fine. Yeah. But Do like, it yourself. nobody should be pushing you But people that. are following this guidebook. So I think my biggest example, and if I ever have nieces and nephews, or if I ever adopt a child for myself, independence is huge. But also knowing that like you are capable and you have to decide for yourself, you can make judgments. You need to pass judgments on your own independently. Um, and I think it's really good to spend time by yourself away from your family. I if there's one thing I would do is I would tell younger girls like who are growing up, like for example, your little sisters, 
like they're at this age right now where like this is such a pivotal age for them. And I'm just thinking, man, that's the age that really like fucks you up if you let it. Right. 13, 14 for a girl that will fuck you up if you let it. And like if I could have a conversation with them, I would literally tell them there are things that matter to you right now that are not going to matter in 10 years. But there are things that are going to matter to you in 10 years that that you're not going to be able to experience because you didn't open your arms to them now at this age. Like, it's really important for you to have certain experiences when you're young so that when you grow up, you're not in this position of feeling like you're so far behind or that you're on a learning curve or that, like, oh, my God, like, I don't know what I'm doing because I never did that thing when I was Back 13. Then, one question, I guess, just, you know, as a, as a male, as, as a Palestinian male, and, you know, I'm, I have some power, right? Like, I have younger siblings. I have a wife. I have a mom. What do you challenge me on? What do you what do you want from me and my generation? What can I influence my friends to be like to change that curve going forward? Man, that's a really good question, Mac. You know, that's like that's super challenging to answer um, because I think it's so different. Like my circumstances are probably so different from any other Palestinian girl or woman or Arab girl, whatever. Um, but like, it's a matter of um, like not necessarily comfortability, but like understanding that individuality. I guess like it's hard because every single person is gonna be so different, and the experience that you have as a man is totally different than the experience that like the age difference between you and your siblings is so different. But like let's say you have a younger brother who's around the same age as your younger sister. Um, I bet their experiences are super different. Maybe not, though, because your mom is, like, really... Uh, she's an exceptional example of, like, someone who's really fair, I think, in raising her yeah, kids. Yeah, she, she's a very strong woman. But, like, me, for example, my I have a twin brother. This is a good example. And we were raised in the same house. We were taught the same things. But, like, you learn as you get older that, like, as a girl, the, the expectations for me are different than they are for my brother. Like, my brother... Like, if I wanted to go to a party when I was in high school, um, the first question I would get asked from my parents is, like, are there going to be boys there? Right. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's a high school party. They're like, all right, take your brother with you. It's yeah. like, my brother, like, isn't friends with the people I'm friends with. I can't be the it's girl like that shows awkward. up with yeah. her brother. What do you mean? Whereas my brother, if he gets invited to a party, they don't even ask who's there, who's going to, like, whatever. So in terms of, like, what I challenge men to do, it's different when they're at this young age because really what they can just do is be sympathetic and empathetic to the situation. But when they get older, I think the Palestinian mentality is particularly medieval um, because we're so cultural. <laughs> that is such a strong word, it's but I agree. particularly medieval. Like, we are so culturally backwards. We're ass um, backwards. Yeah, like, we should have been Lebanese. Like they, those, those motherfuckers party. They party, yeah. man. Like, they really, Egyptians know man. how to get down. Um, but they're also so forward thinking and like they're with the times, like a Palestinian man needs to understand or any like men need to understand when you have a daughter, she's going to have certain challenges that your son will not face. And you need to be mindful of them. You need to think about them, consider them, and you need to do the best you can to make her life easy because she already is like so, like so far behind in terms of the obstacles that she's facing especially growing up in this country if she's Middle Eastern. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I guess, like, be mindful about what it means to raise a daughter. And the way you raise her is going to be super, super influential on 
her not only her happiness now but like forever seriously i appreciate that and i think may challenges me at times especially because like i would have a distinction between my brother muhammad and my sister yeah you have to be fair man yeah and it's it's hard i mean it's been ingrained in me my whole life but But also it comes from a good place yeah i get it yeah but i mean i'm challenging myself and i i do think that you have to treat girls and boys different yeah they have different experiences and they are exposed to different things yeah and um I think as as men we grow up and we know our intentions mm-hmm. and maybe they're not as always yeah. as pure. Yeah. And as long as you know girls and I think like girls like you and May understood that growing yeah. up and you're very strong and independent. I think my mom is strong and independent and I think that I, I'm I'm just blessed that my little sisters have women like you guys to mm-hmm. look up to and, and yeah, really awesome. understand that. Thanks, so Mac. yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Let's talk about fashion. Yeah. Because I think that is something that we something really, we totally yeah. connect on for sure. I think we should have a little brand ourselves and kind of design didn't we talk about this before yeah, but like, i really let's think do we something. should do it we should let's show off your bag yeah all right yeah you want me to reach for it yeah go ahead all right let's move so tell one. me about it so this is from Paris. patty patty um bought this in paris back in march and it's my first Catch chanel you. please um just like a super fun color i walked in there well i knew i was going to come home with the chanel it was just about time, you know? Yeah. And I walked in there. Yeah, it's about time. I'm just, you know, just 27. It's about time. Like, you know what I mean? And I walked in there and I knew I want. One thing about me is I will never buy a black bag. Like, I want color, I don't disagree. Man. I, I love your peekaboo. Color. I love oh, your peekaboo. Oh, the avocado peekaboo is beautiful. color is so fucking yeah, nice. Yeah, ever this, since I got that, I haven't Same really thing with this, like, powder blue. It's not overwhelmingly powder. It's fun, yeah. yeah. So I walked in there and I was like, it's hey, beautiful. can you thank you? I was like, I want yellow, green, purple, blue pink or orange yep show me everything you've got like a decent size bag something shoulder crossbody i, think I it's don't a perfect care size. it's beautiful yeah. yeah i don't need any bigger than that and so she pulled out a hot pink one and this baby blue one and i was like damn how do i decide like, i'm glad you wanted the, yeah, the blue. I was i'm like, not a hot pink fan though the hot pink it was like a bug, bubble gum pink it was so pretty i was like how do i decide and so thankfully i was with my cousin lena who is literally like the coolest person in the world yeah she, I hear a lot about her. May has met her. She's yeah. literally the coolest person. And she's my she's my sister, basically. Um, and she was like, all right, I'm going to buy the pink. You Hell buy the blue. Yes. And That's then, perfect. And then we'll like just switch them out. Yeah. Why not? And so she ended up getting the pink one. I got the blue. And it was honestly one of the best buys of my life. I love it. Saved so much money in Paris. Oh, yeah. I bought um, so much shit in Paris. Oh, it's amazing. And I now, got my Montclair hoodie in Paris. Shopping in Paris is amazing. I think that's like really a lot of what we did when we were there. It was a pretty short tw- trip. Like three nights, four days. Yeah. Um, and we're already planning to go back later this year. And I think it would be so fun if we all went together. It would be amazing. I was there for 10 days and we shopped for nine. Yeah. And you, how do you know? I went to Gucci four times. Wow. Tried on everything. Yeah. Even if I was going to buy stuff. I didn't the care. Hermes store over there yeah, is incredible. Um, so amazing experience. What do you, what do you like about fashion? What, what, what brought you to it? When did you start getting into it? I really wasn't into it until I, st- until I started working for Louis Vuitton, I think. Okay, cool. Like, I thought I was a fan, but, like, I never really followed that much. I could appreciate um, the expression, but I didn't fully understand luxury and the finer things until I started working at Louis Vuitton, which, is like, literally is five years almost to the day. Um, and so I learned so much from the people I was meeting, learning about the collections, learning about, like, just from our senior directors and the the opportunities that we were given and learning modules. And they really invest so much in every single employee. And the company is continuing, continuing to grow so much and they continue to invest in every single person who comes aboard that they really do care about 
um, how you perceive the brand and how you share the brand with your clients right. and the people that you're meeting every single day. And so it's taught me just a lot about like, man, this stuff was really made handcrafted yeah. with love and like with in really historical places by people who are so invested and involved in this company. And it's not necessarily like the brands themselves, like Louis Vuitton is beautiful, Chanel is beautiful, Hermes is beautiful, but like there are so many finer things out there that aren't necessarily just like named brand, but like, man, it's like expressive. Yeah. It, it, it meets a moment. Right. Um, like you and I care about a lot of the same, like less recognized yeah. brands which was one of the first things that I noticed about you was like, I remember your Goyard uh, wallet and I was yeah. like, whoa, this dude knows what Goyard is. Like yeah. he's the real deal um, because a lot of people don't. Yeah. Uh, even like the colognes that you wear, like we, like I think fragrance is beauty and that's luxury and that's fashion. And a lot of people don't care about that stuff, but like the biggest thing I know. Dior survives looking asses. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can we agree that like the I only. Just, I just gave mine to my 16 year old brother because that's where it belongs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. true. The only good thing about Dior Sauvage is that it's, you know, it supports Johnny Depp and that's literally <laughs> it. I feel like we are always maybe one or two steps ahead in terms of for the fashion sure. world where like I bought Dior Sauvage maybe four years ago. Exactly. Now it's. You know, yeah, now now you're on to like way bigger things and better dude, things. Dude, Bond number nine is incredible. Is literally Bond my favorite. number nine. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite shit. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, literally, like Bond number nine, Creed is so good. Creed but, like, is great. It's getting just, to that level though where not, people no, are starting Creed, to afford Creed Aventus, it. Yeah. Creed Aventus. Or even like Which is um, my my smell though. And I know, that's what but, kills me. You know, this is how I feel about Baccarat because everyone yeah, and their it. mother is now wearing Baccarat. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because you smell it. And like before, I used to wear Baccarat like years, five years ago. And I would walk into a hair salon and everyone would be like, What is that? Who is that woman yeah. that smells like, what are you wearing? Yeah. Who is that? And everyone would point to me in the chair. There's like, think, like there's like bleach fumes everywhere, but they still smell yep. my, my perfume. And they're like, Her, it's her. I'm like, Yeah, that's me. Like, I knew. There's a, there's a pretentiousness around fashion, yeah. which is, I think it's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. okay to be pretentious. Yeah, yeah. I, there's exclusivity to it. Yeah. And sure. um, we're blessed to be able to. Appreciate Get what we it. want. Yeah. Appreciate what we want. Uh, yeah, of um, course. And it's okay to be ahead of the curve a little bit. Yeah, I it? agree. I agree. So now I'm like, man, now when I wear Baccarat, everyone's like, oh, are you wearing Baccarat? It's like, God damn it. Like, everyone knows what this is. I have to find a new, like, now it's a challenge for me to find something that not everyone and their mother is wearing. Right. And that matters to me because I don't want to be wearing something that everyone, that's accessible to everyone. Yeah. We, um, um, which sounds pretentious, but like you said, like in fashion, sometimes that's, that's what you got to do. Um, it lifts the brand. I struggle a lot with this because I struggle as if it's like a big deal. But yeah, I struggle every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got into fashion kind of oddly, like through reselling shoes. I mean, I was buying Nikes and reselling them. I was yeah. buying Adidas and reselling them. But that culture also is into watches and fashion yeah. and things like that. So when I was looking at my Goyard wallet, I wasn't going to get it because a lot of my like online community had it and it's like okay i gotta pause i really like it i love that you're like you're you're on the blogs yeah That's amazing. yeah like but i'm like i like it and yeah, although people have it like yeah. whatever it doesn't matter i'm gonna go get it and i got my initials on it and i Good really love you. it um but man fashion is cool man and it's not just the price tag it's just there's something about it. it's the For quality sure. it's how like it I makes said, you feel it's, it's expression yeah it's literally like this podcast it's a form it's it's like a stream of expression yep and i think we have like a pretty good group of people that can get together and really create something special i think we should and it's again it's not about the money it's just like that no creation, it's literally just expression you know? it's a creative avenue yeah agreed um, no that would be fun man but fashion's cool man it really i'm glad is. we share that it's it's really fun yeah it's it 
it's special. Uh, it makes you feel good. Like me, I'm the kind of person like I will spend the money on something if I if I know that it's the quality of it. Right. Like I would rather spy like let's say like I'm going to a wedding for example and I I want to feel good and I want to show up looking like quality. Like I want to look like quality when I walk in. So I will buy a dress that I know I'll only wear one time in my life and I'm willing to spend seven, eight hundred dollars on it. Whatever. I, I don't bet an eye at that. I don't sure. think Whatever. Yeah. And like I'll buy the shoes to make it look good Same and man. the jewelry. Yeah. Like Even I'll put you the outfit together. That's <laughs> not All just right. material. I'm not doing it because it's material things. I'm doing it because it's an experience. It makes you feel better. It's a creative outlet. It's an experience. And when I walk in, people are going to remember every single day is an opportunity to make a first impression. And so every single day you're meeting someone for the first time. And this is an opportunity for me to like create this impression. It's going to last forever. Yep. So I'm going to invest in myself. I texted you before the show. I said, what are you going to wear today? Yeah, literally. We were like, <laughs> you're the you only know, one that, listen, here's the vibe. Yeah, I got a little more No, casual. I, we got this khaki vibe, yeah. this khaki casual yeah. vibe. Oh, and it's okay. like, you just have to wear for the moment. Yep. This, is, this meets the moment. It does meet the moment for yeah. sure. Well, I think this has been a great conversation. How do you feel? Man, this has been awesome. I'm just, I yeah. don't want it to end. I know. <laughs> Any last thoughts? Um, honestly, just how proud I am of what you did. This setup is so amazing. Thank you. This is way bigger and better than I even like could have anticipated when you first told me about this show. And uh, I'm so honored to be here. I'm humbled. I am so impressed by how well this went. I forgot that there's like a, you know, camera yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. You just a get microphone lost. that I keep touching because yeah. I have, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> um, no, this is honestly so incredible, Mac. And I think like it's so good for you specifically because of how thoughtful you are, how conversational you are, how easy you are to talk to, and this is gonna blow up, and I can't wait to see who's I, I next, and um, I can't wait to be back. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we have because we we like barely even scratched <laughs> I know, the surface. I know. Well, thank you for coming on. And yeah. Of I course. really appreciate you listening and being vulnerable and you know exploring topics that we might not typically explore for on sure. a day to day basis. Yeah. And I got nothing below for you, dude. Same man. Same. Even though you used to Let's, hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hug it out. Come on. All right.